Hello and welcome back to Ruben Uncut. Uh, today's topic, we're going to rank all 31 black comic book superhero movies. Now, that number is going to sound high to some people. And let me explain. The list is also going to include as many its situations of representation as possible. Some characters on the list have been race bent. Others have not. So what that means is that team movies or movies where a black superhero functions as a secondary hero or sidekick will appear on this list. That being said, the ranking is also going to be based off of general representation, how important the character is to the overall story, how uh, generally African-American the whole deal is. Also, uh, every movie on the list has to have been a comic book first. Um, I know, I know. So that does mean there'll be some pretty significant black superhero movies that are not on the list. I have not seen Blank Man. That's why it's not on the list. I have seen Slight, good movie, not on the list. I have not seen Running uh, Running Colors. I think that's what it's called. I haven't seen it. Here it's good. Not based on a comic book that I'm aware of. If I'm incorrect about that, please let me know. And it's also why uh, Meteor Man and Blank Man aren't here. I think I mentioned Blank Man, but I haven't seen Blank Man, which is also another reason. But that is also, as far as I'm aware, not based on a comic book. Now, Meteor Man did have a comic book that came out after or maybe around the same time as the movie, but the comic book was based on the movie. That being said, I haven't seen Meteor Man in a long time, but as a kid, I thought that movie was an absolute banger. Uh, as a kid, I loved that movie. Uh, I don't know if it holds up today, but a child, Ruben, does recommend it. So let's, let's get into it. And it should be noted that you know, these are just how I ranked them while I was making the list and how I felt about the movies and the justifications I had at the time. Absolutely, these movies could move all over the list because that's how arbitrary lists are. First up, at the very bottom, number 31, we've got the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League, which is down here at the very bottom for a number of reasons. So at the center of the just the Zack Snyder versions of the Justice League is of course this guy over here Cyborg one of DC Comics biggest black superheroes been around a while that being said Whedon's version of this character and everything Whedon has said about the actor it deeply implies that Whedon was really trying to fuck him over every single one of Cyborg's best scenes are in the Snyder cut Every single one of his scenes in the Whedon cut is trash. Not only that, but Whedon did this weird, even weirder, probably racist thing where he cut out the Nubian and Asian armies from the sequence of the history lesson where Wonder Woman says all the armies of the world join forces to fight Darkseid. Except if you watch the Snyder cut, you see that there's they have the Germanic tribe, the Asian tribe, and uh, the Nubian tribe. Uh, well, armies, not tribes. There to fight Darkseid. 
Well, in the Whedon cut over here, in this here Whedon cut, uh, they're, uh, they don't appear. The Asian and Nubian armies do not appear, which feels, you know, fucking racist. Which brings us to Catwoman, is the second lowest movie on the list here at 30. Um, this movie is so bad, it's almost worth watching for how bad it is. And in fact, this movie is so insane, I'm going to show you some clips of this one, which is not a thing I'm doing for almost anything else on the list, I should, I should mention. I don't have pre-selected clips for almost anything, but I do have them for fucking Catwoman. But where to, where to even start with this movie? This movie sucks. Uh, it is insane. Uh, it is it is wildly bad. It it in no way maps onto the comic book character. It is disrespectfully set in the Burton verse. We know this because she gets her powers the same way that Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman gets her powers. And also, there's a brief still image of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman implying that the films share continuity, which is just straight disrespectful when your movie is this fucking bad this movie came out around the same time as batman begins by the way they were almost definitely at least in some level of production at the same time this movie was brought about due to the success of halle berry playing storm i'm pretty sure it bears no resemblance to the comic book i don't even care that it's race bent that's fine it's whatever i'm cool with black catwoman zoe kravitz did Zoe Kravitz is fucking on point as Black Catwoman. Ah, should that have been on the list? Fuck, that probably should have been on the list. I wasn't thinking about it because she's... The Batman belongs on this list because of Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. But I'm not going to add it now. I keep... Because I've already recorded this video one time. Because I realized I left out a bunch of movies. I'm not going to put the Batman in here. But just know that Zoe Kravitz killed it as Catwoman... And was written way better than Halle Berry's Catwoman. But I also told you I had clips. Now there's long been this, there's long been a conspiratorial rumor that after a, a black actor or a woman actor or sometimes just an actor wins an Oscar, Hollywood will then make a movie to essentially humiliate them. And I gotta be honest, Catwoman, which was made after Halle Berry won an Oscar feels like that fucking movie feels like the movie made to humiliate her and you'll understand why when we watch this clip you know this really isn't your problem i don't even know why i'm here so it's all right tell me please no really i'm i'm late for work i'm sorry i shouldn't even you should come back anytime i'm always here For those of you only uh, taking in the podcast version, what happened in that clip was that the woman threw a piece, this uh, this, Roma, this implied Romani woman who knows the history of the cat women, uh, throws a catnip toy at Halle Berry's face, at which point Halle Berry grabs it out of the air and then rubs it on her face. I could not believe that was happening when I saw it the first time because I don't know how you pitch that to an actor. I don't know how you pitch to an actor, oh, by the way, in this scene, you're going to rub a catnip toy on your face. 
because I'm going to let you in a secret. That's not a thing. Catwoman has no powers. Catwoman is just a cat burglar. This version of Catwoman is not based on the comic books. And at no point in the comic book has, woman, has Catwoman been forced to debase herself in this way that I'm aware of. But I wish that was the only clip I was going to show you because I have another clip from this movie that is equally insane and should have put the director of the movie on like some lists. This clip is the infamous basketball scene from Catwoman. Uh yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you see it. Then I'm gonna describe it for the podcast, people, so we can all be on the same page. Seriously. Well, you know my friend Sally? Well, that's what she says about me. She says that I'm um fun deficient. Oh, I don't believe that. That's what she says. <laughs> one on one? Who? Me and her? Yeah, come on. <laughs> you wanna do this? seems so fun deficient to me now let's look beyond the fact that the editing in that video in that clip is trash and let's actually talk about what's happening in the scene well what's happening in the scene is that a bunch of 12 year olds just encouraged catwoman and her male love interest to play sexy foreplay basketball for all of them it's a weird scene oh what's that the director is french oh so he wouldn't understand how pedophilically creepy that was because of how creepy the French are, right? Wait, who directed this? The second unit director for Alien Resurrection? Are you shitting me? No, I'm not shitting you. They gave the second unit director for Alien Resurrection $100 million to make this trash pile of a movie. Yeah. the fuck although fuck that movie made, made me realize i got to put, forgot to put madam webb on the list madam webb does have a black spider girl in it you know what i'm just gonna say that you can assume that that movie does not interrupt the top 10 you know i'll just i'll just let you know that and the reason that clip reminded me of madam webb is because they both feature that song scandalous and now that I'm saying that out loud, I can only be like, wait a minute. 
Was Madam Web an, an homage to an objectively terrible period of comic book movies? Which would put it in line with Wonder Woman 84, which is also, while a much better movie than Catwoman, an, ob an homage to objectively bad comic book movies like Superman 3. I actually enjoy Superman 3, but not because it's good. Let's get back to the list. Next up, we got Fant Four Stick. I'm sorry, it's Fantastic Four, but like with questionable graphic design. This movie gets on the list because it features Black Human Torch, uh, which is honestly the least of the movie's problems. This film was inter intervened on by uh, by the studios at Fox when they realized the uh, the director was trying to make a Fantastic Four body horror film, and that is not what Fox wanted. Because as awesome and insane as that sounds, it's also not the kind of thing you throw millions of dollars at. Next up, X3, X-Men The Last Stand. It's on the list because I, I'll be honest, I haven't rewatched this movie in years. Um, I, it's not the worst of the X-Men movies. Um, it's on the list because Storm is in it, right? She's, she's in this, right? I'm not dick. I'm not checking. I feel like she's in it, but the fact that I can't remember her being in it, I'm positive she's in it, right? Right? Am I losing my mind? I must be. I'm turning to people who are off camera and acting like there are people there who can answer my, answer my questions. Shit, I am losing my mind. But let's get back to it. This movie is ranked low on the list because I do not I do not remember anything Storm did in it. X-Men First Class. It's ranked low for a very specific reason. That being said, I love X-Men First Class. I highly recommend this film. That being said, it's not good at representation. The most important black superhero in the movie is a character called Darwin, whose superpower is the ability to evolve to, out of to, to rapidly evolve to survive any situation. And they kill him. They they kill him in the movie. They kill him in X-Men First Class. Even though his power is that. Now, in fairness, I would be able to overlook this if they had brought him back in the sequels. Because that is a thing that happened to Darwin in the comics, is that everyone thought he had died, but it was really just his body having to take extra strengths to evolve to survive so it took him like years to come back if, if they had done something like that this could be forgiven but they they didn't bring him back so it cannot be forgiven x-men apocalypse is on the list because got storm in it although she i feel like she does not do as much as she does as as when Halle Berry played her. I just realized Dark Phoenix is also missing from this from this list. I actually like Dark I actually enjoy Dark Phoenix. Um, but it's 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 black representation probably it's it's levels of black representation do not make me want to put in the extra effort to suddenly add it in the middle of this video. Because once again, I, I'm pretty sure Storm is in it, but I don't I don't remember what she does. Next up, Days of Future Past has Halle Berry's storm in it. She dies before a lot of other X-Men. To be fair, most of the X-Men die. And also, in fairness, this one also loses points for having a not-black uh, sunspot. Oh, 
Oh, New Mutants also. Uh, it's also why New Mutants isn't on the list because Sunspot's not black in it. Now, to be fair, this is be a fucked up thing because Sunspot's blackness, um, or actually, I'm not even sure he's like African black, but like the point is, is he's a very dark skinned Brazilian um, who is subject to colorism. And then, ironically, in all the movies, they make him look just, you know, the white version of Hispanic. So that's, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not actually sure of his, of how Sunspot is supposed to be, like, if he's meant to be black or just, like, really dark-skinned Brazilian, but they did whitewash him both times he appeared in movies. So that's, that's a thing. Number 24, Steel. Movie's just bad. I, I will say I find Steel to be bad in a very charming way, but there's a lot of choices in the movie that are ridiculous, like the fact that Steel appears to have super strength even outside of his outfit. Like, the thing is, is that, like, Steel should be working class, black working class Tony Stark, and in this movie, he is not as smart as in the comics. He doesn't fly... And he his his sledgehammer shoots more things than he uses to hit things with the sledgehammer. I there's just there's so many questionable choices. The the script is also annoyingly self-aware of the fact that it stars Shaq and Richard Roundtree. So there, there's never a point where they stop making Shaq jokes or Shaft jokes that which gets old pretty quick. That being said, it honestly has some charming moments, and I would probably rank it a lot higher if the action scenes were any good at all. But they're not. Blade Trinity, the worst of the Blade movies. Uh, supposedly, uh, this was a movie Wesley Snipes was acted pretty insane on the set of. Um, it's also uh, one of the few movies directed by David Goyer, um, who is one of the most influential people in comic book movies ever, having written like both some of the best and worst comic book movies ever made, which is wild when you think about it. Blade Trinity, it's not the worst movie on this list. And like, honestly, a bad Blade movie is better than some movies, good movie, some franchises, good movies. But it is still definitely the worst of the Blade movies. X2, this one's higher than some of the other X-Men movies, even though it has about the same amount of Halle Berry in it. But she has a really nice moments with Nightcrawler, which was, which, which you know, is, is a plus uh, that she's given more to do. X, The first X-Men movie, honestly, just goes up on the list a little bit higher uh, because this was it. This was us bringing Storm to the big screen for the first time ever, so I got to give it points. For that, she, I feel like she does more in this one, too. Um, but it, these are movies I actually would like to rewatch. Deadpool 2 has a couple different black superheroes in it, actually. Um, it's got, uh, well, it's got a black, it's got a uh, black bent uh, Domino, who, in fairness, in the comics is as white as you can be. Um, but here she has Revitiligo. Is that what that was called? I don't know. She's good in the movie, and it's also got Terry Crews as a lesser-known mutant whose name I can't remember. 
they are ultimately supporting characters, although arguably Domino is a very is one of the like top tier supporting characters. But it is still mostly a movie about a quirky white guy. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame gets to moved up the list a bit because it gives Rhodey, aka War Machine, a lot of to do in it, which I'm 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 in favor of. In fact, I would rank this movie higher, but I'm waiting for Marvel to let me know for sure whether or not War Machine was a human being in this movie and not a scroll pretending to be Rhodey. Because if he's a scroll in this movie, it arguably shouldn't be on the list at all. In fact, if it turns out he's a scroll, just replace this movie with the other movies I just mentioned earlier where I forgot that they had a black supporting superhero in them and they, they would deserve the spot more than. Why? Because a person pretending to be a scroll is not actually black representation. It's technically an alien doing blackface. It doesn't really say anything about black people or black culture or or make them claimable as black superheroes. So I'm saying this movie deserves more credit if it's Rhodey and it deserves less if it's a scroll. Martian Manhunter also does not count as black representation, even though he is most commonly played by black actors. Just saying. He is a Martian. He doesn't really represent the black experience. He represents someone pretending to be black's black experience. Iron Man 2. I didn't put Iron Man 3 on the list, even though Rhodey is also in that one. But I I felt like Rhodey was more essential to this movie. To be fair, it's at number 18 because he is largely just a sidekick slash supporting character. You know, you know how it be. Just, just the way it is. You know, that being said, he is one of the bigger characters in the movie. And we're coming to the Avengers. And I know what you're thinking. Ruben... Nick Fury should count more. To which I would say, should he? Because it's worth noting that he's not actually a member of the Avengers. He's honestly just cinema's most important support black character. I mean, we can count Nick Fury as a superhero, I guess, which is why this is on the list at all. But you may have noticed, I didn't include Age of Ultron on this list because Age of Ultron, his appearance is essentially a, a glorified cameo. Wait, is Rhodes officially an Avenger in that one? Oh, shit. Should Captain America 3 be on here? Ah, oh, Captain America 3 should be on this list. Where I talked about in-game, imagine I put... Uh, imagine I imagine that was me talking about Captain America 3. Because of, uh, because of Rhodey. In the movie. Rhodey's not in this one, though. I'm pretty sure. Suicide Squad. Two main black characters. We got uh, Amanda Waller played uh, cast and played excellently, um, I might say. And then, uh, of course, we got Will Smith as Ray Spent uh, Deadshot. And honestly, I thought he did a good job. I mean, sure. Does it mean we can't couldn't have done a movie where Floyd Lawton in, infiltrates a white supremacist group because he's not white? I mean, sure. But that's a single issue story. I don't really know if it be ideal for converting to movies but the movie does basically star uh will smith and he does a great job a lot of people hate this movie and i understand it's very flawed that being said i really enjoy it i think that will smith and uh viola davis do a fantastic job in it 
Amanda Waller is one of the most iconic DC black characters. So, you know, it belongs on the list. Avengers Infinity War is on the list, uh, primarily because it contains Black Panther and uh, Rhodey, who have some pretty badass uh, action moments. Although, to be fair, this movie would lose points if it turns out Rhodey was a scroll. All right, next up we have The Suicide Squad, which stars Idris Elba. Idris Elba's character is arguably easily the main character. He is the most likable and whatnot. I mean, this is really more of an ensemble picture, but like at the end of the day, he's kind of the hero of the whole deal. Of course, also features Amanda Waller. The Marvels, which is a fun, if not spectacular, little movie. But it's got that black Captain Marvel, and of course, it also has Nick Fury, so, you know, extra points there. Um, this is some solid representation. It's weird they never call her uh, Captain Marvel in the in in the movie. Um, in the comic book, she is called Captain Marvel. Um, but I guess at a certain point they were like, "This is too many people named Marvel." Although the movie is called The Marvels, so it raises questions. You know, it's not incredible, but honestly, it's an overhated, decent little movie. Zack Snyder's Justice League is on here because uh, Ray Fisher truly is the heart and soul of this movie as Cyborg. It is an incredible live-action presentation of Cyborg. If you don't think the Cyborg in this is good, I don't even know what you look for in a movie. Uh, his, I love everything about this movie, but his performance and character arc stand out to me having some of the most powerful moments in the film. It's not ranked higher because... At the end of the day, it is a ensemble team movie. Number 11, Spawn. Um, actually, pretty significant black superhero. One of the most significant black superheroes of all time, actually. Um, it's too bad the movie's only kind of okay and would probably be a waste of time for anyone who wasn't already invested in Spawn. It also has not aged greatly in a number of key areas. That being said, out of the uh, out of the uh, black superhero movies that came out the year it was released, actually, out of the major comic book superhero movies released that year, it was the best one. Spawn was definitely better than Steel and Batman and Robin. Better than both those movies. Uh, still hasn't aged particularly well. Next up, Men in Black 2. That's right. Men in Black's based on a comic book series originally published by a comic book company called Malibu. Fun fact about Malibu, Malibu was published by a comp Malibu was one of a number of comic book companies owned by the same guy who, who was maybe not on the up and up. Men in Black also is an excellent argument for race bending uh, because the comic book, both the main characters were white. That being said, Will Smith easily made this series, this movie series, iconic. Oh, I guess I... Actually, you know what? I won't say I could have put Men in Black International on this movie because I've never seen it. Am I now also realizing maybe I should have included some Thor movies on this list because of Valkyrie's character? I am. I That has just occurred to me. They wouldn't be in the top 10, so fuck it. What's funny is actually before this, I, I recorded this, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to half-ass this. I got to think hard about it, and I got to make sure I get all the movies on the list with these criteria. Well, I still fucked it up. I'm sorry. My deepest apologies to black people.
who deserved me to be more professional about this. We're going to move on. Men in Black 3. That's right. I think Men in Black 3 is better than Men in Black 2. Could it use more Tommy Lee Jones? Sure. That being said, I actually think the story in this one's more interesting. And it's it's got a lot of, I don't know. I enjoyed Men in Black 3. Is it technically the franchise coming to that moment where they realize we've run out of ideas and we've got to do the time travel thing? I mean, yes. But honestly, I enjoy it more. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is on here. Now, I will say that in many ways, Wakanda Forever has more artistic merit than a lot of movies on this list. You see, the movie itself has grieving the loss of Chadwick Boseman built into its DNA, which is something that just gives it more of an artistic element to it because you can sense the art and the emotion from the creators of the film. That being said, the story of the movie is essentially just someone took Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, put it in a blender, shredded it up, then rearranged all the pieces in different orders. That, no, that is what's happening in the movie. That it, it, they have like, there are several points in the film where they have the exact same beats. It's weird, but the beats aren't in the same order. Like specifically, great example, the Martha moment in Batman v Superman that everyone hates happens in this movie. They do it. They do it differently. And maybe you can argue that that makes it better in some way. But there is literally a sequence where Black Panther is about to fucking murder Submariner, a.k.a. Namor. And instead of murdering him, she has a flashback to both their moms. She has like a mental thing where it's like she sees his mom and her mom and it's like, Wait a minute. This is the same fucking moment. Are you kidding me? Everyone's going to criticize BVS, but we're not we're not going to catch on to how much of this movie. You know what? Actually, I figured it out. A lot of people who hate BVS haven't seen it, so they don't know. Number seven, Black Adam. Yeah, I like Black Adam. I know not everyone does. I know the movie's probably not perfect, but honestly... The movie appeals to my sense of humor. Um, I like the action, and I like that they didn't pussy out on being anti-colonialist. Like, if anything, Wakanda Forever has like has like anti-colonization messages in it, but it kind of pussies out on them. Black Adam goes fucking hard on colonialization. Like, there is no mercy. Black Adam wakes up in a world where he finds out white people are running his country and uh, fucking loot. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to fuck him up. Plus, also, it's got the Justice Society in the film representing uh, America's global hegemony, which I think actually is really cool and bold choice storytelling wise. Also, uh, they, they race spent uh, uh, Cyclone, what is it? Psych Red Cyclone and. Uh, and Hawkman here. And honestly, they both do a great job. They both do a great job. Honestly, I really enjoy Black Adam. I've seen Black Adam more than once. I might buy Black Adam at some point. I understand that it is like a B-movie in terms of superhero movies, but honestly, I have a good time with it every time I see it. So I don't know what to tell you. I do think a number of movies on this list are objectively better movies. It's just, you know, more Black. Although it is weird that they have, I mean, The Rock is half Samoan, half black. 
but he's playing an Egyptian guy, which admittedly is a little weird. The first Men in Black, number six here, because uh, Men in Black is a classic. Like, it, it is honestly a comedy classic. It is like one of the, I, I, I haven't rewatched it in a couple, in a little bit, but I do consider it one of the great uh, comedy films of its time. Number five, Blade. Arguably the movie that got a, the Marvel ball rolling and started us into a new generation of superhero movies. It is also, unironically, one of the best comic book superhero movies from the 90s. Now, to be fair, that's not saying a lot because its major competitions are, uh, well, The Crow. Uh, the Crow and Batman Returns are its only real competition for that title. I might give it to The Crow as ultimately the best comic book superhero movie from the 90s. But I would give Blade it over Batman Returns. I'm sorry, Batman Returns fans. I get it. You, you love, you just love the taste of Tim Burton's dick. Uh, it's, a, it's a unique flavor of dick, so I'm not holding it against you. Of course, number four has to be Blade 2. Uh, which, when I was younger, I thought wasn't as good as the first Blade, but upon rewatching them, it's like, oh no, um, Del Toro knows what he's doing. Blade 2 is the bomb. Uh, it's got great action. Also, uh, features for Red Dwarf fans, if anyone watches the British sitcom Red Dwarf, it's got Danny John Jules, the guy who plays the cat in Red Dwarf, is in it. Um, honestly, Blade 2 is awesome. It's got dope action. Uh, it's the post-Matrix sequel to Blade, so it really steps up its game. It is it is peak Blade. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is honestly one of the best animated superhero movies ever made. Um, and it makes Miles Morales' journey great. Um, when people hate on Miles Morales, I'm just like, how? Why? Why would you why would you hate on this kid? He's it doesn't make sense to me, and the movies that star him are effing awesome. Number two, Black Panther. The first Black Panther movie is genuinely fantastic. That being said, it does have some whack-ass CGI, which is ultimately the only thing holding it back on this list. Well, that, and my absolute love for Across the Spider-Verse, which is one of the honestly... One of the best theater experiences I've had, um, not just because I was in a theater, but like it's so rare that you sit down in a movie theater and then a movie just fucking grabs you and like sinks its nails into you and just does not let go. Just does not let go until the movie is over. Uh, so yeah, no, I love Across the Spider-Verse. I actually think it takes everything that's great about Into the Spider-Verse and starts to ramp it up. Like, honestly, the only thing I can even hold against this movie is that it, all, it ends on a cliffhanger. But I can forgive that cliffhanger because I assume that it is a lead-up to even more goodness in Beyond the Spider-Verse, which might be even better. Side note, Sony, have you considered letting... Uh, have you considered letting the guys who make these movies run your Spider-Man stories? Have, have you considered it? Because, like, they seem to be the only people working for you right now that actually get this concept. That is Spider-Man. So, just a thought. Maybe consider 
giving them more to do or letting them be in charge of it or some something okay well everyone there you go that is my top 31 black comic book superhero movies i did try to restrict the top 10 to movies that actually did star black superheroes like even if you're the best support black superhero in a movie i can't put you in the top 10 because, you know, it, it, there's a lot of black superheroes that, you know, actually starred in their movies. I should say comic book character. I don't know. Do you consider the men in black superheroes? They're still on the list because those movies are fucking iconic and I'm not taking them off. I'm also not adding Age of Ultron. I don't remember what War Machine did in that movie. Or if he was in the... I don't know how long he was in the movie. What did he do? Did he, did he lift Thor's hammer? I'm not sure. But anyways, uh... I hope you enjoyed this. I did do it for Black History Month, so I've been I've I have redone this more than once. Uh, last time I didn't like I didn't think the video was good enough, and I had forgotten some key movies on the list prior. But I was in a hurry to see Madam Web, which I meant to add to the list because of Black Spider Girl, but I didn't. And honestly, it would it would not have changed a lot of the list. It would not have it, would, it still would have been low. Still would have been pretty low. Uh, still would have been pretty low on the list because the movie is uh, campy B-movie trash that's fun for some people and annoying for others. And uh, also, she's like one of three Spider-Girls and the main character is still a very white woman. I've done a lot of explaining why movies aren't on this list through the video. And for that, I would like to apologize. It's not because I'm white. It's because I'm neurodiverse. Wait, no. Being neurodiverse should help me make lists. God damn it! Sorry. I apologize. Anyways. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you got some entertainment out of this. Obviously, if, uh, if, obviously, if there are any black creators out there making a list like this, defer to their list over mine, uh, as uh, I am not a judge. Uh, as obviously, I cannot represent any type of judgment of blackness. For uh, reasons I feel like I don't need to explain. Oh, unless you're, unless you're, unless you're watching, unless you're listening to this on uh, Spotify without video, and uh, you've only now realized that I'm a white guy. I guess I would need it to explain it to those people. My bad. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, please follow on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, always feel free to email the show at rubenuncut at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a wonderful whatever, wherever, however, whoever, whenever you are.